Hello, Marvelites. Welcome to This Week in Marvel, episode number 128, the official Marvel podcast. News, new releases, information, and uh, being super busy and recording our podcast really late. Sorry, I- guys. <laughs> I'm Ryan Bonagos, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Marvel.com editor Ben Morse. And yes, we're recording this on Friday. Uh, Blake Garris is going to be a gem and turn it around as fast as he possibly can. So, sorry you guys didn't hear this on Thursday this week, but like Ryan said... Been super busy. Uh, we got back from New Orleans on Monday. We were gone half of last week, and then you rolled right into the creative retreat. Yeah, so I went from one uh, type of wrestling hmm. event to another, and uh, it was terrific. Yeah, all of it. Uh, we'll talk about that, I guess, a little bit later. Yep. Hopefully, you guys have seen all the stuff we did at WrestleMania, the videos, the uh, galleries, and all that. You can find it all on Marvel.com or on Marvel's YouTube page. All our videos are up there, over 20. Uh, we had a great time. Yeah. We'll hopefully get more into that too. First, we got to cover the comics on sale this week, and we have a whole bunch of them. Ryan, starting with. All new dupe number one. There Bye. is, for the record, there is, we're starting with five titles with all new in the name. Yeah. Back to back to back to back to back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so the first one is dupe, and it's, I mean,. David LaFuente drawing dupe is amazing. It's one of my favorite things right now. He's so perfect for the character. Um, I love David's art to begin with, and I think he's just shining here. Really great stuff, and it really revolves around um, a love story that you'll find out as the book progresses. And it's kind of neat how it flows in and out of some major events that have been going on recently. Cool little uh, little story, and it's nice to see Pete Milligan back on the character. Yeah. On the Ghost Rider, number two, written by Felipe Smith, art by Trad Moore. The end of last issue, we saw Robbie Reyes become some sort of Ghost Rider, not really tied to the other Ghost Riders as far as we know, because he's in a car, not a motorcycle. But this issue is actually a lot more Robbie, uh, not so much Ghost Rider. We get a little Ghost Rider action at the beginning, then it's back to Robbie. Um, Robbie at school, dealing with the bullies he dealt with. And again, like I talked about last time, kind of the contrast to other Marvel teen characters of the past. These are not your Flash Thompsons. These guys are a little bit more hardcore. Uh, And while this is going on, we have a side plot with a classic Marvel villain, Mr. Hyde, who we haven't seen in a little bit. Uh, Love how Trad Moore draws Mr. Hyde. Love how Trad Moore draws everything, but his like crazy flipping out Mr. Hyde thing, that was pretty... Pretty cool, and by the end of the book, uh, Robbie's trying to figure out what happened to him and how he can trigger the transformation into Ghost Rider to deal with the situations he's in. It looks like next issue we're going to learn a lot more about Ghost Rider, but the art in this issue, in this book is just off the so freaking good. wall. Yeah. All right, all new Ultimates number one uh, by brand new. I mean, I think this is the first time that they've worked for Marvel to begin with. Uh, is I think, it? Well, Carp. Pina has done stuff yeah. here. Well, but we got Michael Fife. Fife? Yeah, I don't know. He's the yeah. writer, and Strom, Mark, Mark Strom was uh, talking him up big. Yeah, he's a big fan. Stromy throws down with him. Stromy enjoys his uh, independent work. Awesome. Uh, so new voices on these characters. It's great because it's a it's a totally young team of Ultimates. You got mm. Spider Man Miles Morales, Spider Woman, who maybe by the end of the issue has a new identity. Uh, Kitty Pride, Bombshell, who is just one of my favorites, and Cloak and Dagger, which I think it just makes up a really cool team. And what we were talking about during the last bunch of issues of Ultimate Spider Man or Ultimate Comic Spider Man, mm-hmm. how 
like they would just make such a great team if they stick around. Yeah. And boom, they have. Yeah, they are. So this sets up the world post-cataclysm, uh, specifically parts of New York. You can see where these characters are going. We're going to get a lot more about Miles and his situation, but um, it's cool to see him front and center right here as well. All new X Factor number six, written by Peter David, art by Carmine D. Gian Domenico. This is a fun little issue. It's different. It shows kind of what this book can do that others don't. So last issue we had Magoo show up at Serval Industries. Uh, he is running a rival business, but of course X Factor just assumes he's immediately trying to take over the world. Uh, he's got Warlock with him, so they'll get, they go and get Cipher, who's got some dark dark stuff going on, which hopefully we'll delve more into. But the X-Factor team takes Cypher, they go to where Magus and Warlock are, and they find out that, in fact, Magus is running a legitimate corporation. He's this crazy big alien monster who's just running, you know, just a, just a business, just trying to get his, his piece of the American dream. Uh, Warlock makes a decision whether he wants to be with X-Factor. There's some stuff going on with him and Cypher. Some great stuff with Danger. Peter David really starting to get a feel for, you know, he knows... Uh, he knows Polaris, he knows Quicksilver, but really starting to get a feel for Gambit, for Danger, for these other characters. The team is pretty much complete by the end of this issue, and now we can really start to see them mesh because what Peter does so well is you know the inter-team dynamics, uh, but also just the, the spin with the corporate lifestyle and the great art in this issue. Really fun, really good book, and I can tell it's going to be rock solid just like the previous volume of X-Factor was. Yeah. All right, all, the final all-new issue of the week yes, is All-New X-Men, number 25. Uh, big, as it says in the cover, monumental 25th mm -hmm. issue featuring the greatest artist roster ever assembled. Mm -hmm. So you've got Brian Michael Bendis writing. Uh, the bookends for the, the issue are by David Marquez, who is just incredible. Mm -hmm. You start there, and then you go to Bruce Timm and Laura Martin. Now, when was the last time we had Bruce Timm? I can't, I can't I, remember. I don't know. I I want to say he did like something Avengersy like ten years ago. Yeah, or he might something. have been in like the the Avengers farewell book. I don't know, man. That maybe or maybe it's the maybe first not. time. Who knows? Yeah, you whatever. Guys tell us. It looks freaking awesome. great. He yeah, does a so great cool. Jean Grey page. Uh, Arthur Adams and Justin Ponsor, David Mack, Scotty Young and Jason Keith, Robbie Rodriguez and Justin Ponsor, Lee Bermejo and Marte. I love Gracia. the Lee Bermejo oh, page. It's one oh, of my favorites. So great. Kent Williams, J.G. Jones, yeah. Ronnie Del Carmen, J. Scott Campbell, and Nay Rufino, Mar Maris Wicks, Jason Shiga. Yeah, once we started getting into like, the really cartoony stuff, that's where I really enjoyed this issue. Yeah. Dan Hip, I love Dan Hip yeah. so much. Uh, Max Witter, Jake Parker, and Matthew Wilson, Jill Thompson, and mm. Paul Smith, and Bob Wyacek, and Jordy Belair. And man, it, was, it really is a terrific is. issue for artists. And it's, it's this weird story of, <laughs> you know, our beast who is ape-ish beast whatever yeah. he is now it's yeah. um, his current form and someone comes to him is it a dream is it this person is it that person you sort of know by the end and it's still a little mysterious but we get a lot of looks at what it, it's, it's really cool like this is what could have happened mm -hmm. this is what you know was going to happen this is what should have happened had you not messed everything up Hank McCoy yeah. you're a jerk you're a jerk uh, so yeah the, my subtitle for this is you're a jerk, you're a jerk Hank, Hank McCoy, McCoy. it's like a Peanuts show yeah exactly Avengers AI number 11 written by Sam Humphreys art by Andre Arojo really starting to move forward it's kind of cool that this book has really been one long storyline because um, they call it chapter 11 I'm like yeah like it's been broken up into smaller stories and you had that one in humanity tie in 
but it really is like one ongoing deal. I had this like I was reading it the other night, and I was like, "Wait, we're at issue 11? Yeah, I know. This is crazy. It's I'm crazy. so happy. So, in this issue, we start out with Alexis ten thousand some odd years in the future, finding out. Speaking of uh, you know futures to come and what we were just talking about there. What's going to happen if Demetrios wins his current campaign against the Avengers uh, and the people in the future, those who have survived? We can see kind of future, 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 future versions of the Avengers, in particular the Avengers AI team. They instruct her on what she needs to do. She jumps back to the present, starts mobilizing her team to go and stop Demetrios again, which is what they keep doing. They keep going and stopping Demetrios. Um, there's something involving S.H.I.E.L.D. and Monica Chang and Jocasta, but... Oh, I just I just love the situation Sam sets up for Andre to draw. It's it's really a perfect creative team because he's like, all right, here's a puzzle for you. Like, how do you visualize this? And he's like, well, it's gonna be tough, but I'll do this. And you can you can kind of see the collaboration on the pages. These guys are great working with one another. They've really taken this quirky off the wall book and given it a cool little piece of character. And uh, yeah, again, I'm just enjoying the ongoing saga. It's kind of cool when we see stuff like that, where it's not, you know, switching villains every few issues. And speaking of which, Avengers Undercover, number two, also continuing this kind of mega arc that started in Avengers Arena by the Avengers Arena team of Dennis Hopeless and Kev Walker. So the remaining survivors of Murder World, they went to find Cullen Bloodstone in Begalia, the Red Light Nation. And they find him, and he's actually pretty happy. It turns out the villains uh, really respect these kids for surviving Murder World. So we basically get an issue of temptation, of different villains appealing to different members of this young crew. Um, it's cool to see all these different characters. Some were recent, some were not so much. We could see some of like the Young Masters characters from Young Avengers. We get to see Constrictor, we get to see Madame Mask, we get to see Son of Satan, one of our favorites, back yeah. in the mix, and uh, some surprising stuff at the end. And then the last three pages, uh, something I talked to Dennis about when we were doing a podcast a few weeks ago, just, uh, I'm not going to give it away, the last three pages <laughs> just, just, just made my spine tingle, what he's done with a particular character. Yeah. All right. Over to Captain Marvel, number two. Big issue for uh, for us, just because freaking love the book. Mm-hmm. Kelly Sue DeConnick uh, on writing, David Lopez and Lee Lowridge on art, which is just freaking. That's my team right there. That's it's my jam. It makes me so happy. Uh, so it's Carol. She's in space, um, and she finds herself dealing with some no good nicks. Uh, it's cool because you get some some of the fallout from Infinity really uh, happening out here, which is neat. It's a great place for it. Uh, you've got Carol's cat, Chewie, uh, uh, on the ship with her. Star of this issue. Yeah, she's seriously terrific. Uh, and then she gets, she meets the Guardians of the Galaxy. And yep. it's well known that she will be joining the Guardians of the Galaxy, so it's cool to see how that gets rolling. Uh, she meets them, and, you know, she's just, it's not like... You know, she's not like, ooh, Peter Quill. She's like, yeah. you know, let's go punch anyone, something. Why would anyone be like that? Seems like everyone is. Who? Uh, ladies what, of the Pride? Galaxy and Kitty Pride. It's Kitty Pride. that's it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, <laughs> great interactions between Rocket and Chewie, uh, Captain Marvel, and everyone. There's this really cute scene of Groot and Drax playing cards, and they're playing this game, and I don't know that what they're dra- doing. That Drax's face there. Oh, my God, David it's so David Lopez's great. drawing of Drax's face, one of my favorite Drax yeah, he's just, drawings ever. Oh, I can't handle it. It's so good. I love this book. An amazing final page. Uh, you gotta be reading this book. Yeah. 
All right, Daredevil number 1.5, because... 1.50. 1.50. I was just walking down the hall with Ellie Pyle, who edited this book, and I asked her, I said, do we call it 1.5 or do we call it 1.50? She's like, it's 1.50, because it's the 50th anniversary. Uh, I so get the it, .5 yeah. is to indicate 50. Here. Yes. Uh, all right. So On with numbers. We've got this great cover with a whole bunch of homages to numerous... Uh, yeah. creators, and this is by Paulo Rivera. Rivera. Yeah. Uh, inside, we've got three stories, one by Mark Wade and Javier Rodriguez, Ugh, one by Brian so Michael good. Bendis and Alex Maliv, and uh, one by Carl Kiesel, Tom Palmer. So, yeah. uh, three great stories. The first one uh, by Mark and Javier mm-hmm. is like, this is an incredible story. One blew my mind. You know, I love how we've been talking Javier Rodriguez up and down, left and right. He is phenomenal. It's it's great to see you know more of his penciling work and his colors because his colors are just yep. outstanding. Uh, but this tells the all three stories tell possible futures mm-hmm. for Daredevil. Not the third one. Not the third one. What was third the third one? one? Third one's in the past. Getting there. Oh yeah, third one. Yeah, the third one was in the past, but the first two possible futures um, and really cool. I don't want to give anything away because I think you really need to read these. But I love what they imagine is happening and like little bits and pieces, hints that of what the future holds for Daredevil once he goes to San Fran and all kinds of stuff. And that first story was cool, especially because we know like this is the creative team who's working on the book, so they're laying hints for stuff that is going to go down. And, you know, we live in a multiverse, so uh, this this could happen, this might not. There's so much of what happens there, I was like, oh, I'd love if they get there. This is all so great. Oh, yeah. I want to see it all. So terrific. Uh, The second story tells, um, is just, it's Brian Michael Bendis and Alex Maliev just hugging you and telling you it's all right, and then it's like the Hail Hydra moment. They rip your heart out, and it's just, oh, it's so good. You can see, just because, you know. They get this character. They yeah. get his world, obviously. They worked on the book for so long. The pictures are beautiful. I remember when we worked at Wizard, I lived, when I was living in Brooklyn during my first year, come home, I remember very distinctly coming home with my stack of comics, and every issue of Daredevil I would read in the chair that I read comics in mm. at the time, and I would just throw it down yeah. and have to walk away, because I was just... It was so good. That team... Yeah. Uh, Bendis and Maliv, and this, yeah. this issue, that story is gonna kill you yeah they were already off Daredevil by the time I got to Wizard because I'm much younger than you yeah you are you're like eight years younger Uh, and the final issue by Tom Palmer uh, Carl Carl Kiesel and Tom Palmer is terrific Carl Kiesel writes and draws and Tom Palmer well this is interesting Ellie says in the letter she said at the beginning that this is a tribute to the Gene Gene Colan era and Tom Palmer's the guy who used to ink Gene Colan that's great Um, very cool it tells you know if you're not familiar with Daredevil's history yep uh, and I, w- I don't really know this part too Mike well. Mike Murdoch, man, he's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's you know, sort of like swinging cat. Mike dude. Murdoch was, all right, quick download on Mike Murdoch. <laughs> Mike Murdoch was, back in the 60s, Daredevil was worried that Foggy and Karen Page were starting to figure out that he, he Matt Murdoch, was Daredevil. So he created a fake twin brother named Mike Murdoch. As you do. Yes, as you do, who wore like crazy zoot suits and he had sunglasses because because Mike Murdoch wasn't blind. He faked it, the normal sighted and just wearing sunglasses. Um, and then Mike he allowed Mike allowed him to them to catch him that he was Daredevil. He's like, you can't tell anyone. This is my secret. And they're, of course, convinced, like, oh, yeah, all right. So Matt's not Daredevil. His twin brother Mike's Daredevil. Also, Mike was, like, the crazy outgoing one, so he could, like, hit on Karen and kind of make fun of Foggy. It was, it was very 60s. Yeah. Maybe I get to this. Mike Murdoch's awesome. Yeah. 
It was, it was awesome. All or, that was a super solid issue. Yeah. Yes, you may be confused by the 1.50, right. uh, but it is that's, well worth your That's money. what we do our best to do here at yeah. Marvel. Confuse, confuse the heck out of you. Confuse you with bizarre numbering. Yeah, wait till we get to... Uh, <laughs> Like the pizza numbering oh, system Jesus. that I've devised. Yeah, I know. That's probably more sensible. Yeah. All right. Big one here. Literally huge. Wedding of Deadpool. It's Deadpool number 27. The uh, biggest issue yeah. number 27, I think, in comics history. Yes. Uh, also, the most important issue number 27 in the history of comics, as they say. So many stories in this one. Let's just quick hit through them. You got the lead by the regular team of Brian Posehn and Jerry Duggan, like Hawthorne on art. And this is picking up right from the Deadpool the Gauntlet Infinite comic. Deadpool's engaged to Shikla, uh, and he's breaking the news to his buddies, Agents Preston and Agent Adsit. And this is just the story of the wedding. Uh, it's crazy. Shiksa is an awesome character. Is his name Shiksa? Shikla? Shikla. Shiksa is like a Jewish word for something. It's like a Yiddish <laughs> word for something. Yeah, probably uh, like... Yeah, probably, sure. probably just like cursed or something. On yeah, there. good job. All right, so... <laughs> I love this. Shikla and Deadpool are now living in Monster Metropolis. She's the ruler there. I like when Deadpool goes to find someone to try to marry them, um, and no one will say yes. And I love Nightcrawler showing up as creepy as possible. The way Mike Hawthorne draws him, just going, did someone say they wanted to get married? I love that the uh, groomsmen are basically like Wolverine, Doctor Strange, Captain America, and Cable. Cable doesn't say anything. He's just kind of there. So anyways, it's just goofy fun. I love that all the Marvel characters are there, even though Deadpool isn't friends with any of them. No, it's perfect. You know, they all show up. They're all in their formal wear. It's all good. Uh, so he has a fun little wedding, and it's probably not going to end well. Blade shows up for a second, because why not? Um, so then, after a little epilogue, you got a ton of backup stories by basically everyone who's ever worked on Deadpool, ever. Um, and they're the stories of the framing sequence is that Deadpool is at his bachelor party, uh, which that one is by Duggan and Posehn. Wait, before you go oh, any yeah. further, I had a question I wanted to ask. Okay, go on. Why are there two cables? Yeah, I don't know. I, I love that too. One was young cable, one was old cable. I think maybe it's like the time, the time travel thing. Sure. Sure? Yeah. I don't know. Okay. You're right. I, no, I wondered about that myself. I also, like, I, was I like, love one the idea of Madcap and, and Domino, Domino hooking up. And, oh, my God. There's a lot of good ones. They're like, yeah, we forgot this little photo booth page. I like that... Uh, Who's that kissing Black Widow? Is that Nick Fury? Sure. That's what, She-Hulk and Wyatt Winkfoot? I don't know. This little one of Ben Franklin and the Scottish Shield agent and Bob of Hydra together. <laughs> great. It's awesome. It's all uh, great. Uh. All right, so I have more to cover. We got the bachelor party. Deadpool's bachelor party is some insane, crazy thing where there's explosions and strippers and the works. And meanwhile, Captain America and Wolverine, well, they, they become Deadpool's buddies. They're like Deadpool's, you know. His right and left-hand dudes. They're like, oh, man, you're getting married. This is great. He's like, oh, I've been married before. So then proceeds to tell stories of every time he's been married. You've got, um, let's try to work right through these. Oh, this is probably my favorite one, right from the start. The uh, Brian Posehn writing it, Scott Calvis drawing it. It's kind of another one of these retro ones where he gets married in Vegas to uh, Miss Marvel, Carol Danvers. That's an interesting one. We've got who? Fabian Nicieza and Scott Hepburn tell this really weird one involving Copycat. Uh, a sad one, too. Sad one. There's, There's lots lot. of sadness in There's this issue. There's a mix of happy and sad here. <laughs> then you get to Mark Wade and John McRae. You like John I McRae, I love right? John McRae. This one was weird. Didn't fully understand it either, but it had something to do with Siren, which is cool because Mark Wade wrote the, one of the original Deadpool series. Now, this is the one that you were 
unsettled by. We got Joe Kelly and Paco Medina. Yeah. Uh, Joe Kelly, you know, for many people, the Deadpool writer, writes this really kind of twisted, kind of beautiful, but kind of sad story about Deadpool and Wolverine. Uh, I'm not going to get too into it. Yeah. People should read that. Daredevil's in it. All sorts of stuff. This one's also weird. There's a lot of weirdness. This is Christopher Priest writes this one. Nico, uh, Nico Henriken, who we've yeah. been seeing ages, yeah, he's draws it. Real good. This is Deadpool having like a weird hallucination out in the Arctic. Talking to a wolf. Talking There's, to a wolf. Yeah, that happens. This is a Jimmy Palmiotti and... Uh, no, this is, yeah, it's Jimmy Palmiotti and John Timms flashing back to their time on the book, which yeah. I remember. Lots of booty in this Lots one. Lots of booty. Um, and then we go to our boy Frank Thierry. Yeah, Thierry. Dexter Soy goes into the brief-lived uh, Weapon X storyline that uh, he did. And we got some nice nice cameos from people like Kane and Copycat. So Copycat's in like half these stories. Yeah. Which is great. If you're She's a dead 90s though, right? No. I don't know. This these stories are kind back. of unclear. Yeah. Then you got Gail Simone doing her first work for us in a while and Alvin Lee. Deadpool gets married to Outlaw from the Agent X series, which Gail wrote. Uh, and she's super strong, and that makes the honeymoon really uncomfortable for Deadpool. Lots of booty in this one. Rhino shows up. Lots of booty everywhere. Yeah. This, of course, is the one I was waiting for, because this is Fabian Nicieza and Dexter Soy again, but this was the Cable and Deadpool era yes. story, uh, and I was hoping we would have one of these, and it is that Deadpool needs to marry Domino to go undercover. It's a good bit of fun. Then we go to Deadpool Merc with a Mouth, so that is... Unlabeled here, but by the team of Victor Gishler and Bongdazo. Well, it's labeled. It's mislabeled. It's mislabeled. The, in here, it says that Gail Simone and Alvin Lee did it, but obviously they did the previous story. And uh, that involves everything that went on during Merc with a Mouth and the Savage Land with Dr. Betty. Uh, John Cerulli was really disturbed by this panel. Yeah, there's some booty up in there. Booty <laughs> once again. And then finally, we go back to Daniel Way, Carlo Barberi, talking about that time Deadpool was married to the alien during their series. That was right during it. So a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff going on. We got a list of all the characters who were on the cover. We got all the alternate covers. So, yeah, that felt like that was a whole podcast in of itself. Yeah, you know, it, it is a, it's not a cheap book. It's no. ten bucks. You're getting a lot. Ten bananas for that book. You are getting probably the equivalent amount of content of five comics. It's a trade, basically. Yeah, it's like... Almost. It's like... It's got to be close to, like, 80, 100 pages or whatever. Yeah, it's it long. If you're a Deadpool fan, if you've ever been a Deadpool fan, with a few exceptions, you're going to get, like, every era of Deadpool. Yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. So it's great. Yeah. It was yeah. fun. Very cool. Enjoyed it. Uh, another debut this week, Iron Fist, The Living Weapon, number one, by Care Andrews. He writes, he draws... I really enjoyed this book. Very different. We've had some great Iron Fist stories recently, especially Immortal Iron Fist, which is close to all of our hearts. Um, this is a little bit different approach by Care. He's uh, jumping back and forth between the very early days of Danny Rand uh, when he first got stranded out in Kunlun. And it takes uh, another twist. It's always kind of been that, you know, Danny's father and his mom were, were trying to take him to Kunlun to visit, and they're business partner harold meacham screwed him over ended up killing the parents here we see wendell vaughn wendell vaughn that's quasar that's quasar wendell rand wendell rand uh from a different perspective uh that he might not be all there i'm really interested in what Kara's doing here and i'm hoping it doesn't end with the first issue just the idea that he is very unhappy in the real world that he really wants to get back to kunlun where he grew up 
and he's willing to risk everything as far as his wife and his son and he's very mentally unbalanced uh, and i like the art that care does here where he has like this weird kind of faded paper effect going on over the flashback sequences and then when you go back to the present uh danny is out on half date half interview with this reporter and she is asking all these questions that's why he's retelling his, his origin story and then ninjas end up attacking him because you know he's iron fist um more great art with the fights with the use of black and white and the manifestation of the powers just carrie andrews really cutting loose and taking a different kind of look at danny rand and also the circumstances surrounding him so i'm excited to see where this book goes i really i love iron fist and you know i really liked the take we did with immortal iron fist but you know there's more to mine from this character because that was all about you know kind of creating the iron fist mythology this looks like it's be very much focused on danny um and him as, as as a person not so much as just another iron fist yeah there was about. um there's a cool little bit in the back by car andrews yes. about like what influenced him for mm-hmm. comics so he talks about how Steranko uh, really influenced him with Nick Fury, Agent of Shield, right? And you could totally see it. Like he's he's moving past just the medium of, you know, ink and pencil and color and stuff. He's using a lot of different stuff and textures and works really well. Yeah. And and talking about being a writer, artist, pen, you know, doing more of the book and providing a singular vision, which I think is freaking great. Yeah, it's really cool stuff. Iron Man number 24 by Kieran Gillen, art by Luke Ross. I think this is my favorite of uh, at least the last bunch of issues, the last yep. year or so. I think this is this is my jam right here. I really like um, Iron Man versus Malekith. Uh, I think bringing Malekith into this was, it, you know, it's like one of those, huh, oh, that totally works. It's sure. a great story. You've got the Rings of the Mandarin and all kinds of stuff going on. Tony's out of, out of his element, which is always a fun story. Uh, he's got to be resourceful. He's, you know, fighting, basically fighting magic, which just throws him for a loop every time. And uh, to see if he can get out of it is going to be pretty awesome. And there's a great new armor that gets revealed in this issue. Yeah. Real quick, we've got Marvel Universe Avengers Assemble, number seven, adopted by our adapted by our boy Joe Caramagna. Maybe he also wanted to adopt it as well. Yeah, he adopted and adapted uh, the episode Hyperion by Man of Action and Jacob Semple. All right. Mighty Avengers number nine by Al Ewing, Greg Land, Jay Lyston, and Frank D'Amato with Edgar Delgado. Uh, this is... There's a twofold story in here. One, you've got Ronan, uh, who is sort of, you know, he's he's being hunted by were snakes <laughs> because that's sure. a freaking awesome idea. Uh, that stuff goes on. We flash over to um, the island of Dr. Positron, where Blue Marvel and a bunch of the other Mighty Avengers are dealing with a major crisis and a very personal one. And we get to see the history of the Blue Marvels family, uh, the triumph and tragedy there, just terrific. I really, really like this story uh, and, and learning about all these things and seeing, you know, some of the big beats. And it's like they sort of put a time frame on it, which I thought was really interesting and in how that fits into the greater Marvel universe. Uh, but, like... Al has created so many things mm. over the last couple of issues just in like one panel or one page snippets that you could you could take that and extrapolate those into full issues, full series, yeah. 
constantly. Like that's kind of the beauty of the Blue Marvel too. Yeah, is that he has this whole retroactive history in the Marvel universe, so yeah. it's really fun for someone like Al to play with. Yeah, and it, he just goes to town with it. Really cool thing by uh, Spectrum. Is yeah. that yeah Monica Rambeau this week? That's, uh, <laughs> that's she does some cool things with her powers. Uh, big big emotional stuff, and then boom, right at the end, uh, a revelation to some. Yeah, I think. I think some. Some. Yeah, new. everyone kind of knew it. Yeah, they even joke about it in the next one. They're like, "All right, finally." Yeah. Quick note, by the way, you guys may notice there's no letters pages in some of these issues. Uh, if you want to read the letters pages for Mighty Avengers and for Secret Avengers, which we're going to talk about in a sec, those are on Marvel.com exclusively. It's the only place you can read them. Yeah. All right, over to Nightcrawler number one, hotly anticipated release, written by the legendary Chris Claremont, who's written probably more Nightcrawler stories than anyone, I would guess. Yeah. It's got to be up there. Uh, illustrated by Todd Nock, personal buddy, very talented artist, glad he's back at Marvel. So an interesting creative team. And man, this book was fun. This is a really cool little, uh, little, little book. So Nightcrawler's back alive. This is him integrating himself back in with the X-Men. Just that first page, though. Just like look at that first page. I know. From... The art to the colors by Rachel Rosenberg, who does a great job, and he encapsulates it perfectly. Claremont, just with his panels, is like, this this is who Nightcrawler is. This is why he's cool. And we go from Nightcrawler training the Danger Room, interacting with the X Men. So that's a little bit of like old school there. It's a little bit of like, all right, this is your comfort zone. Then gets thrown into the Jean Grey school, interacts with the new students, interacts with Rachel Gray for a little bit, and so now you see him. All right, so we had the old, we had the new. Um, he's integrating, this is how he's doing with the world. And then he goes and hooks back up with Amanda Sefton, his longtime love interest. And that is where stuff starts happening after he does a bomb makeout, because Nightcrawler's the man. Um, then <laughs> this bad guy shows up, this crazy looking bad guy. And he is, um, he's after one or both of them. They fight. Great action sequences. Todd draws the hell out of them. It's really good at drawing Nightcrawler's power set, teleportation and all that. Uh, Claremont conveys it perfectly. And, yeah, and from there we get Amanda Sefton powering up. And we're going to see where these enemies come from. We're going to see Kurt re-exploring his world. I'm super psyched that Nightcrawler has a solo series to devote to because I think there's too much going on with him. It's too good a character to confine to just the team book. And I really, really like this creative team. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Uh, <clears throat> Secret Avengers number two by Alesh Kott and Michael Walsh. I freaking love this book so much. Uh, it opens up with Nick Fury and Phil Coulson floating to their death in space. Yep. Uh, and so that's it for them. It's such a sweet scene over yeah. a bunch of pages. Like the, I love the captions when, under their names. Nick Fury, Secret Avenger, Phil's best friend. Yeah. Phil Coulson, Secret Avenger, Nick's best friend. Yeah. That right there, just. Had me on the second panel of the book <laughs> and didn't let go. Uh, there's a lot of great moments. They had just been fighting the Fury, uh, trying to secure something. There's a great little uh, callback to that in this issue. Uh, but we've got uh, Black Widow, who is a Secret Avenger, Spider-Woman, who might be a Secret <laughs> Avenger, and Hawkeye, who is definitely not a Secret Avenger, going to save them. And just their dialogue and their antics are very funny. You've got Maria Hill on S.H.I.E.L.D. Helicarrier, who... Uh, is dealing with a would-be assassin, and Modok is being Modok. Oh, Modok's so good. Modok is amazing. There's a panel where he says, "Clap for Modok," and yeah. <laughs> I want that on a T-shirt. I think I need that as a tattoo. Uh, I love it. Uh, just all around superb issue, 
and uh, I just I need this. I need more issues of this book. Do you want uh, Modoc and Maria Hill to just wake up one issue in bed together? Yes, a hundred percent, a hundred and ten percent. I think that needs to happen. Yes, at some point. Let's tell Alesh. Yeah. All right, Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Uh, we have a break from the normal narrative here, a break from the regular creative team for two quick stories by... One is by Tom Payer with Will Sliney. No, the first one's by Elliot Klan with Will Sliney and then Tom Payer with Nuno Platy. And it's going to the the villain support group that Boomerang went to earlier in the series, find out what these villains who are trying to reform, how sad their lives are. Uh, one from the Grizzly, which is super depressing. Oh, about man. how fall, far he's fallen. Oh. He didn't, wasn't that high Poor up to Grizz. begin with. Oh. And then the second one with the Looter, who's one of my favorite <laughs> villains just by virtue of the fact that he was in the first Spider-Man comic I ever read, um, trying to upgrade himself and like like trying to like go out of town and really like improve himself so he can so he can be better, so he can defeat Spider-Man, so he can do his thing. Unfortunately, he comes back all like juiced up and jazzed up, and Spider-Man's become superior Spider-Man, and he just is so, so ruthlessly just destroys him. She felt kind of bad for him. Superior Fills of Spider-Man, making us feel bad for the bad guys. That's what they do. Thunderbolts number 24, written by Charles Soule, art by Paco Diaz-Luque. Red Hulk has taken the Thunderbolts down south, uh, beyond the border of America. They're down in South America. And he sent some, sent some soldiers here on a mission years ago. They were lost. Some mystic stuff revealed to him that there may be more than meets the eye. So he hooks up with a corrupt dude down there. Great bit where this guy's like, look, I don't need money. I have plenty of money. So if you want me to guide you to where you need to go, one of your team needs to fight two of my guys. And if you win, I'll take you where you need to go. And he gets to pick who it is. And he goes through all the reasons he doesn't want to fight any of the actual Thunderbolts. And then he just goes to General Ross, who can't show that he's the Red Hulk because it's a secret identity. And then you see General Ross fight two dudes. And it's pretty cool. Then they go down a swamp. And Deadpool goes skinny dipping. And everything goes wrong. Horribly wrong. See you next month. <laughs> uh, all right, final issue of the week is What If Age of Ultron, written by our boy Joe Keating, with amazing art by Ramon Villa Lobos. Really cool. He's going to be doing the lead story in Original Sins. Nice. By the by. That's so awesome. That's good to know. So good. And colors by Ruth Redman. And so, all right, this is What If Age of yeah. Ultron, but Little pretty sneaky. much, you know what? There's no Ultron in it. Nope. And it doesn't need Ultron. On the recap page, there is. Yeah, sure. There's some recap. <laughs> yeah, but it, doesn't, it don't need no Ultron. It's a great what-if story. This is this is the kind of what-if of our past. Yes, The kind sure. of jams that we grew up on, Ben and I, and it made me so happy. You've got freaking dystopian future, everything mm. going wrong. you got Old Man Wolverine and his, like... You know, his uh, nautical jacket. Yep. And, uh, yeah, it looks like freaking Captain Ahab or something. Yeah, Captain Loganhab. Yep. And <laughs> then you got Ghost Rider popping in there. You got Zen Hulk. Now, when Ghost Rider first showed up, I was like, why of all people is Ghost Rider showing up? And it took me, I'm not going to lie, it took me literally till the splash page to figure out why this configuration of characters. Oh, really? Yep. Yeah. I was kind of like, oh, that's a weird pairing. That's a weird group. <laughs> I was like, this fits except for Ghost Rider, and then they showed such. I was like, oh. I read New Fantastic Four right. so many. Like yeah, the, yeah, yeah, I bought, because we didn't do a lot of collections back in the day, but after that came out, like, it was, you know, when the Art Adams three-part series yep. was reprinted pretty quickly yeah, in, okay. a, in, in a collection. And I remember buying it and reading it 
over and called? over again. The new Fantastic Four. The new Four. Fantastic yeah, Four. Yeah, yeah, and it was it was in fan- regular Fantastic Four. No, I know. Was... I was wondering what the collection was. Yeah, about. it was just called the new Fantastic That's Four, cool. and it was so good. So yeah. that has always stuck with me. You got Hulk, and obviously you got Spider-Man, yep. and it is wonderful story. It's tragic. It's heartbreaking. It's costumes are cool as hell. Great costumes. There's a bit of hope at the end, which yeah. sometimes you, you want in a what if. Like there's Obadiah Stane is the bad guy. Yeah, I haven't seen him in quite Ob- some time. Well, Obi Obi and uh, Ezekiel both. Stane. Ezekiel you get in there? double. Where yeah. is he? Who's him? Uh, Ezekiel is the guy who's running stuff because Obi is dead. Oh, yeah. hello. This guy. Where is he? No, I thought it was just old Obadiah. No, this is Zeke. Oh yeah. That's hey Zeke. Zeke. Hey Zeke. How you doing, buddy? Uh, but yeah, this was my jam. That was good. So good, good. stuff. Yes, there's a lot of good stuff this week. Uh, I really liked Iron Fist. I really liked Secret Avengers. I am going to give my nod, though, to Daredevil 1.50. I mean, three for your buck. Oh, Deadpool. It's freaking crazy. But, uh, yeah, Daredevil is just awesome. That lead story by Mark Wade and Javier Rodriguez alone might have hooked me. But when you throw in the Bendis, um, Aleve stuff, and when you throw in the Mike Murdoch story by Carl Kiesel, yeah, just done. That's that's my that's my twin. Yeah. Well, you pick that, which is good. That leaves it off the hook for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Nightcrawler would be up there, um, and Captain Marvel would be up there. But I'm going with Secret Avengers. Yeah. I just so I can't good. get enough of that book. That yeah that that book crazy. That's awesome. Yeah. You guys tell us what your twin of the week is. I'm sure some of you will in the comments later. Uh, meanwhile, we've got collections on sale. In print, Amazing Spider-Man 2 Prelude, trade paperback. Avengers Volume 2, The Last White Event, trade paperback. Volume True, Volume 2. Volume True, what up? Captain America Volume 3, Loose Nuke, already out in hardcover, what? Daredevil by Mark Wade, Volume 5, trade paperback. Daredevil Epic Collection, Fall from Grace, trade paperback. I'm going to check that out. Dude, there's so much cool uh, Scott McDaniel art up in that. It is. I'm keeping it just for the yeah. Scott McDaniel art. I'm gonna I'm gonna steal that from Cerulean because I never read. I, that was always one of those books when I was a kid. I was like, oh, that looks kind of cool. I guess I'll pick that up at some point. I never did. Yeah. I never read Daredevil when I was growing up. Oh, yeah. uh, I was always very intrigued by it. There, after that, at some point, the Carrie Nord comes on. That stuff I read. That I read that the Carrie Nord what, stuff. That was the first Daredevil stuff that I read. Yeah. That got me into the character. Yeah, that was he was in like he was next level. On that, that was yeah. Carl Kiesel was writing that. Oh, so good. Carl Kiesel and Karen Nord, and I picked that up because I liked Carl Kiesel. Yeah, yeah, and Karen Nord was great. That was all good, but I never read the stuff right before it. So I want to check it out. Um, also, Infinity Companion out in hardcover, and Marvel Universe Hulk and the Agents of Smash. There is a digest out. Nice uh, digital comics on the Marvel app this week. We've got all kinds of the books that we talked about so far. As well as Amazing Spider-Man Cinematic Infinite Digital Comic Number One. Ooh. So if you're keen to see the Amazing Spider-Man Two out in theaters May second, I think. Uh, May. Yeah. Uh, then check out this digital comic, Infinite Comic. Also oh. on sale. You gonna go into it? Also no, you're on like sale. choking over there. I want to help. I'm good. You. I'm good. Ant-Man number twenty-seven <laughs> and thirty-five through thirty-eight from that series. The, from 1950. That's a, it looks like a misprint to me. Yeah, that's got to be a misprint. That's, that's what that's what Jim Nasidis at Jim Nasidis <laughs> and Jake Friedfeld at Jacob Free sent me, and I was like, I don't think there was a 1959 Ant Man series. Yeah. But go on, uh, Captain America 165 through 189, Doctor Strange 58 through 62, Iron Fist 1 through 5 from 2004 run, and Namor 1 through 12 from Tsunami. Tsunami. Tsunami one. Tsunami. <clears throat> Collections on sale on the app. 
Cable and X-Force Volume 2, Dead or Alive, Cable and X-Force Volume 3, This Won't End Well, Captain America, Living Legend, Captain America, Volume 3, Loose Nuke, Infinity Heist, Hunt, both those, Superior Carnage, and The Amazing Spider-Man 2 Prelude, also available on Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited, which is now just Marvel Unlimited. I don't know why I said the digital comics part. They made it easier for me. All-new X-Men number 17. All-new X-Men special number 1. Astonishing X-Men number 68, the final issue. Avengers AI number 4. Avengers Arena number 16. Captain America number 12. Captain America Living Legend number 1. Daredevil Dark Knights number 5. Deadpool number 18. Hunger number 3. Infinity the Hunt number 2. Iron Man number 16, Marvel Knights Spider-Man number 1, Marvel Universe Avengers Assembled number 1, Mighty Avengers number 2, Savage Wolverine number 9, Superior Foes of Spider-Man number 4, Thor and the Mighty Avengers number 1. That's awesome. And Thunderbolts number 16. What was Thor and the Mighty Avengers? That is the collection of all the issues of Thor the Mighty Avenger where he teamed up with other members of the Avengers. Oh, that book uh, is so good. With Captain America and Iron Man and Giant Man. I miss, it's all good. I miss that book. It's hardcore. All right. Anyway, uh, we got news. Ben, what do we got? Sure do. We announced a few more original Sin tie-ins. All New Invaders looks like it's going to have a huge original Sin tie-in. Uh, I know what they did, and it's pretty big. Pretty big with the Invaders aren't telling everybody. Nova's going to have an original Sin They invented pizza. Don't spoil it here. Damn it. Gotta sell some comics. I really want, I obviously really want pizza. I know. You've mentioned it twice now. Let's see if we can get through the questions without you mentioning it again. Can't guarantee it. I don't it. think so. Nova's getting an original Sentai in. It's going to deal with his dad, who we don't know a lot about, but who is central to the book. Then Hulk and Iron Man have a unique situation where they're not getting their own uh, tie-ins in their books. You're going to love this, based on what from earlier. We've got original Sin. 3.1, 3.2, 3.3, and 3.4 are going to be by the Hulk and Iron Man creative teams telling the story of Hulk versus Iron Man. Uh, Tony Stark has an original Sin secret that ties directly into the origin of Hulk. So that's going to be huge, and it was huge enough that we're going to make it part of the main original Sin book. And of course, we talked briefly about it last week, but Original Sins is a tie-in series that's going to... Uh, have a lot of cool creators, a lot of cool characters, and dealing with the stuff that's revealed there. We had a Q&A with uh, David Marquez on Tuesday. That was a lot of fun. Always fun to talk with artists. Talk to him about what's coming up on Miles Morales' Ultimate Spider-Man. He is awesome. Nice guy. Very talented. David's amazing. We have moved on in our 75th anniversary of Marvel, which you can now see at marvel.com slash 75. And we're now into... What we're calling the birth of the Marvel Universe, the 1960s. And as part of that, we're doing the top 10 heroic debuts. So heroes who debuted in the 1960s. Uh, by the time this airs, we'll have had our 10 through 5. Uh, a lot of guys who you might expect it to go high went pretty early. So that was kind of cool. I was really excited about some of the more off-the-wall characters who made the list. Not off-the-wall, but, you know, like Black Panther's on there. Doctor Strange is on there. Silver Surfer, pretty high, which I voted him really high. I think Silver Surfer is just one of the best. His debut is just awesome to me. Just comes out the gate swinging. But, yeah, we got our top four next week, so stay tuned for that. All right. Uh, tons of other stuff. This week we teased Marvel joining Disney Infinity, which is huge video game news. Uh, you will hear much more about that in the coming weeks. I've seen a bunch of things, and it's freaking awesome. I'm very excited for this. I think you guys will be as well. It's gonna be, it's gonna be awesome because it's there's a game to it. There are these collectibles that you know, like really cool little toys, statues. 
that even if you're not playing the game, they're really nice. We we had a bunch of them in the office and they were they were cool. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll get to lots more Infinity stuff, Disney Infinity 2.0 with Marvel in the coming weeks and months. Um, what else? Uh, obviously, big week for us with Captain America: The Winter Soldier, huge, and then Agents of Shield. Uh, I don't want. I won't spoil anything because I know people don't get to watch everything, but. Uh, I highly suggest you go out, you see Captain America the Winter Soldier, then you watch the last two episodes of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh, you see how it all, sort of, how it's all connected. I was say, there's literally a hashtag ready for you. Just yeah, use it. it's all connected. It's all connected. And um, check it out. I think the show is really, like, on a really good run right now, hitting its, hitting its stride. And um, hopefully you guys are watching. And hopefully you don't get spoiled too much. Bill Paxton, man. Oh, man. That guy's crazy. So much Paxton. Yeah. Game over, man. Uh, so good, so good, so good. I'm sure Mark has more for you, so let's kick it over to him. Hello there this week in Marvelites. This is Marvel.com editor Mark Strom coming to you from beautiful, gorgeous, sunny Los Angeles with the latest updates from Marvel West. Kicking things off, we've got... An all-new episode of Marvel's Avengers Assemble and an all-new episode of Marvel's Hulk and the Agents of Smash this Sunday, all beginning at 8 a.m. Eastern Time inside Marvel Universe on Disney XD. In our all-new episode of Marvel's Avengers Assemble, it features Ant-Man, who makes his first appearance in the series, So, you will want to check that out. And then, we have in Marvel's Hulk and the Agents of Smash, Deathlock. That's right, Deathlock from Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., for those of you who have been keeping up, will be making his debut in Marvel's Hulk and the Agents of Smash. All of this, of course, begins this Sunday, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, Inside Marvel Universe on Disney XD. And speaking of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., we have another new episode this Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Or, I'm sorry, is a special time this week. Is at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on ABC. At 8 p.m. Eastern Time on ABC, you can catch a rebroadcast of this week's episode turn 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 which for those of you who have seen it is quite big and changes quite a bit in the series for those of you that haven't seen it well that's all i'll say about it so as not to spoil it but you'll definitely want to check it out like i say rebroadcast this Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time on ABC, and that is immediately followed at 9 p.m. by an all-new episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. This one's entitled Providence. It features the debut of Patton Oswalt as Eric Koenig. It features the debut of Adrian Pazdar as Colonel Glenn Talbot. It features the team dealing with all of the revelations from both the most recent episode of Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well as the events of Marvel's Captain America the Winter Soldier. 
things just keep on getting bigger from here on out. We've got five straight new episodes from here until the season finale on May 13th. You won't want to miss a single one of them because it gets quite, quite epic. And speaking of Marvel's Captain America The Winter Soldier, of course we opened to the number one movie in the world this past weekend. We broke April box office records. Yes, it was very, very, very good and very well deserved for all of the people that work so hard on this movie because, I don't know, I think it really turned out well and I'm incredibly happy to see all the work that the Rousseau's, Chris Evans, Kevin Feige, the entire cast and crew put into this really pay off and be rewarded. So congratulations to all of them. Of course, if you haven't seen the movie yet, we won't tell anyone, but shame on you. Head out, see it now in theaters in IMAX 3D. And if you have seen it, you know how awesome it is. Go check it out again. Personally, I've seen it three times now. I'm planning my fourth outing very soon. Still haven't seen it in IMAX. Really want to see it in IMAX. So we'll probably be doing that this weekend. Of course, we also announced that the sequel to Captain America The Winter Soldier, the third solo Cap film, will be hitting theaters May 6th, 2016, just two years away. I'm super stoked for it. And... We also had some interviews with the cast of the film go up this week. Uh, some interviews of me chatting with Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, and Samuel L. Jackson. And we may have some more up very soon. So, keep an eye out for all that. Jumping back to Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. territory. We had tons of new content this week. Two new videos talking about the revelations from this most recent episode as well as the effect that Captain America the Winter Soldier has on the series. We had the exclusive first interview with Brett Dalton on his new role in the series, which, again, for those of you who haven't seen it yet, that's all I'll say. But you can check that out right now on marvel.com or if you haven't seen it yet go see it then check it out on marvel.com very good interview that i got to do with brett we also announced that kobe smulders will be returning as maria hill in an upcoming episode specifically the episode that debuts on april 29th which should be the 20th episode of the series. We'll have more details on that episode, actually, uh, later this week. And we debuted a new Art of Level 7 print. The Art of Level 7 prints, of course, we debuted last week with an incredible one by Mike Del Mundo for episode 17 of the series. This week, we debuted Paulo Rivera's excellent print for episode 18 of the series you can go check it out on marvel.com it might not be up by the time this podcast is up but it will be up very shortly thereafter and finally of course in the world of marvel animation we had our latest installment of the avengers hold court our weekly post game on marvel's avengers assemble this time we talked with court about last week's episode which featured the guardians of the galaxy galactus Iron Man is Galactus's herald. 
it was a very good episode. It was a very interesting episode because it's a story that I don't think we have ever seen before. Namely, you know, Iron Man as Galactus's Herald. Which, actually, when you think about it, in a world where we've seen Aunt May as Galactus's Herald, it's kind of strange that no one's done Iron Man as Galactus's Herald yet. But they haven't. We finally got that this past week. You can read our entire interview with Court right now on Marvel.com. And, of course, new episode of Marvel's Avengers Assemble this weekend, this Sunday, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, inside Marvel Universe on Disney XD. That pretty much covers everything I've got. So I'll send you back to those fine fellows in New York. But I thank you for listening. I wish you a splendiferous week, an even splendiferous-er weekend. And I'll chat with you once more in seven days. All right. Thank you, Mark. Time for This Week in Marvel questions and comments. Uh, yeah, if you if you have any for us, use the hashtag This Week in Marvel. We'll get to them in a future episode. Uh, and again, reminder, next week we're going to have our This Week in Marvel Unlimited Reading Club selection mm. of... Captain America Lives Again. Yeah. I read it on the plane ride. What would you think? Well, all right. Don't, don't we'll spoil talk about it. next week. We'll yeah, tell about we'll, what I we'll think. We'll talk about it next yeah. week. Okay. Uh, first up, we got Kyle Charles, who says, Spear Spider-Man number 30 made me want to shed a tear. Am I going to miss a, an auto? Yeah, you might. Yeah, well, I think that's the big thing, is everyone came into this being like, oh, man, Peter Parker's going to come back eventually. Yeah, you guys uh, ruined comics. Yeah. And then we announced Peter Parker's coming back, and people are happy, but suddenly realizing, oh, wow. damn slot, you sneaky son of a... You, you made, made good me, comics. Yeah. No, but also, like, you made me fall in love with Otto Octavius, and now yeah. I don't want to see him go, because if Peter's, if Peter's back... Does that mean Otto's gone? Yeah, does that leave any room for Otto? We don't know. Uh, more from Kyle. He says, question, are the blood pack from Blade 2 actually from the comics? No. Remembering who they are. Yeah, that's Ron Perlman. Yeah, the Ron Perlman crew. That crew. No, they were original for the for the movie. Yeah. I like the blood pack. Yeah. I want Ron Perlman to be in our comics. Sure. Just as Ron Perlman. Yeah, totally. I'd, I'd read that. No. Uh, he says, all new Ghost Rider was pretty good. I think I will be staying with this title for a while. Awesome art. Hell sure. yeah, Kyle. Glad to hear it. He says, Ultimate Comics survived. Kind of got me emotional, but it's got me pumped for all new Ultimates, Spider-Man, and FF. That yeah. was what it was supposed to do. Yeah, we had all new Ultimates. Obviously, we just read this week, and Ultimate FF is sitting on our desks for us when we get back. Sweet. Uh, and he says, Kyle finishes up and says, looks like I am sticking with Inhumans. I think he meant Inhuman. Inhum- oh, the book. Human. Yeah. The yeah. book. Yeah. It's good. It's a good book. Tech Lord Lex Pendragon. Hearing Agent M's enthusiastic, hello. Well, you do it. Hello, Marvelites. It's one of my favorite parts of This Week in Marvel. You're welcome, the Tech Lord. Yeah, that's what he's like all the time. All the time. Or not, comes in. He's like, good morning, everyone. <laughs> hello, uh, chair. Yeah. <laughs> hello, desk. Thankfully, he's in another office now. Good morning, lamp. really loves it. All right, and he said, Anara, my five-year-old daughter, I love, very pretty name, uh, loved Loki, Agent of Asgard number three. She likes how Loki turned into a bird. Yeah. Hashtag share your universe. Aw, very you know cool. Give us more of those. Tell us more share your universe stories. I'd like to hear those. Love it. Patrick Monster, in Avengers Initiative, way back, James Rhodes was scarred and disfigured. When did that change? Just curious. Thanks, guys. I believe that was addressed in uh, Around Secret Invasion. When it was uh, Iron Man, Director of S.H.I.E.L.D. became War Machine, Weapon of S.H.I.E.L.D., whatever it was. And then there was a Greg Pak written War Machine story. 
or something to do with uh, nanobots or yeah yeah it, in the the war machine story yeah. his body got destroyed and then rebuilt yeah, they had to rebuild his body so it came back all all good and normal yeah looking all handsome and looking smart all, looking all devilishly handsome mm. all right uh, as bib season bar awesome slash page and superior spider-man number 30 from dan slot christos gage at all hashtag peter is back it's the last page from or it's the splash page from superior spider-man number 30 yeah right there right can't there. show it to you guys but we can see it yep wow dan slot you have outdone yourself this is maybe the best spider-man story i've ever read truly superior there you go boom superior spider-man team up number 11 was great osborne is twisted kevin shinnick nails these characters absolutely gives uh-huh. the code very nice hopefully someone got to enjoy that Silver Surfer number one was a lot of fun to read. I'll bet Dan Slott and Mike Allred had fun writing, and Laura Allred had fun drawing it. Well, actually, Dan Slott is writing it, Mike Allred is drawing it, and Laura Allred is coloring it. Yeah. So there you go. Someone else want to enjoy Silver Surfer number one? Another code. Hopefully someone got that. Another great comic this week, Amazing Spider- Amazing X-Men number five, Nightcrawler's Back, such pathos and such a cost. Finished reading my comics from the week. Lots of good stories. But my twin of the week is definitely Superior Spider-Man number 30. Indeed. All right, Christopher Short says, Favorite scene from Spider Island. And he has a picture of uh, Spidey oh, and yeah. Kane. This is when Kane's in the Spider-Man costume. He's like, so I love Peter. Kane. I love Spider-Man. There's yeah. a reason he's so popular. Yeah. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Uh, another one with a picture. He says, I got a new Marvel shirt from Marvel. And guess who's on it? Microbe. Right. What? Microbe from New Warriors? From the Scotty Young New Warriors? That's crazy. Crazy. Send us a picture. Oh, yeah, there's no picture for that one, but he says uh, Ultimate Spider-Man looks like he's wearing a Static Shock shirt. Incorrect, sir. He's wearing a Thunderbolts t-shirt because Mark Bagley was the artist and co-creator of Thunderbolts, so he gave Peter Parker a Thunderbolts t-shirt here. I take that. Nice try. Uh, Another one from Chris. He says, new favorite from Spider Island. Does Luke Cage normally make puns? If so, I'm buying every one of his comics. A lot of pictures this week. Wow, it's all pictures. Yeah, from Chris. it makes makes this deceptively oh long. Yeah. But that means we don't have as many comments as we okay. thought. Okay, all right, we're uh, good. But yeah, Luke is Luke is great. You should read all the Luke Cage comics. Yep. It says in Spider Island one of the comics said the Queen's powers were that she had control over insects, but I thought I read a comic with Peter and Cap that had nothing to do with insects, but she mind-controlled an entire building of men and women. She has multiple powers. Yeah. She can do all kinds of she stuff. She can do both of those things. She's the queen. She yep. has lots of stuff. Yeah. Dead. Uh, She's dead now. Yeah. Will Beard of Bees Spider-Man from the Beard of Bees Deadpool universe be appearing in Spider-Verse? Man, anyone can appear in Spider-Verse. We gotta make sure that that happens. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Check that out. Uh, it says, uh, Spooderman, which is this internet meme, and I love it, but it's so stupid. It's so dumb. Yeah. I love it. Um, yeah. Piderman. Or is Piderman? I think maybe it's Piderman, which is the... I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of pictures, guys. The internet, guys. Guys, we like when you send us pictures, but it's really hard to do a podcast with pictures. Yeah. We can't show them. Uh, Chris says, another awesome digital collection sale. He just bought Runaways, volume one, for two bucks. That's a great steal. Uh, will Will Deadpool the Gauntlet be getting a digital collection? Probably, but I mean, it's already digital. Yeah. Just buy the issues one by one because mm-hmm. it's really good. Um, all right, he says no, it can't be over. I want more Runaways. Well, you never know. Never know. Read um, Avengers Undercover right now. Yeah, there's and, some good Runaways yeah, action there's, there. There's some Runaways action. Uh, oh, he points to his all shirt. All right, so he posted the shirt that had microbiome. You see microbes up in the upper left hand corner. This is a Steve McNiven Civil War cover. Oh yeah, I remember. I get that. what you're saying now. Yeah, it's a pretty cool cover. Finally. Yeah. Is this 
Yeah, no. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Deadpool versus Carnage is my twin of the week solely because someone calls Carnage an asshat. Well, it's easy. That's, you're you're easy good, to please. Yeah, good qualification. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so many number ones, but when we're when are we getting another Hellstrom book? Oh man, bunch of new dark and gritty titles lately. Sounds like a good time. Oh, to me. why didn't we think of that? Yeah, we should have another Hellstrom book. He's in Avengers Undercover right now. That's yeah. good, but no. I you know what? I don't know though, because part of the appeal of Hellstrom is we like these shows up everywhere. Yeah. So I don't know. If, I don't know if I want to see. Him Once you give him his own book, it's, it's yeah, oversaturated. Maybe just be good with him where he shows up. Yeah. Uh, he quotes, "Come here, peeing in my cornflakes," and he says, "I love you, Cletus Cassidy." Uh, really? You really like Cletus Cassidy? Mm, kind of... uh, he asks, "Is Danny Trejo in Punisher number one?" Uh, any any resemblance to people living or dead is purely coincidental. Correct. Right. I don't know. That we're uh, supposed to say. He asked, why is Domino blue in Punisher? She's white with blue tone. She's an albino, but she's just, I think it's just the shading. The shading. Yeah. Make, she has, like, blue parts, but no. She's, sure. no, she's an albino lady. Uh, he said, I didn't know Marvel Knights was canon. Now I'm going to be buying all of them. Uh, we didn't really define that, honestly. Marvel Knights is not necessarily canon. Uh, Marvel Knights are just kind of... I mean, if you're talking about, like, old-school Marvel Knights, then yeah. But I'm assuming you're referring to the recent ones, the Hulk, X-Men, and Spider-Man series. They're just kind of... They're stories. They're stories to be enjoyed on their own. Are they going to be referenced in the normal books? We don't know. Like, the Spider-Man one, for instance, we pretty much said, like, that can't exist in normal continuity. Yeah. But it was a fun story. Yeah. So don't get hung up on the continuity with the Marvel Knights series. Yeah, and, like, continuity shouldn't be the reason you read or don't read a book. It's... If it's a good story, it's a good yeah. story. Yeah, those are just intended to be, hey, I got a cool story to tell. Here they are. They don't really fit in anywhere. Yeah. Uh, he says, let me add, I did not understand that issue of Moon Knight. <laughs> Still love the character in Marvel, though. Well, stick around. Hopefully you'll, you'll, it'll all be explained. Yeah. Uh, Wolverine said Killing Mutants was a new low for Sabretooth. Wasn't he involved with the Morlock Massacre? That's a good point. Yeah. That's a good point. He has killed mutants before. Yeah, he's, he's killed many. Yeah. Uh, in Superior Spider-Man number 9 when Peter is trying to remember his name he asks if it's Palmer I'm taking that as a reference to Amazing Spider-Man number 1 very funny sure 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 yeah uh, there was a word bubble mistake in Thunderbolts 24 fantastic issue otherwise let's see this over here Stearns I need you I need to say blah, blah, blah. I could possibly tell oh yeah one of one of Ross's word bubbles ends up going to the leader Oh. Digital no prize for you. Digital audio no prize for there you. There you go. There you go. All right. Too many comics I can't keep up. I'm going to have to get Marvel Unlimited. And no questions were answered in Ghost Rider number two. <laughs> we're starting to get there. Yeah. It's slow burn. All right. Kieran Doherty, one of my new favorites. I knew sticking with Superior Spider-Man from the start was a great decision. was brilliant anyway. And it just got better. Thus, Twin of the Week has to be Superior Spider-Man number 30, followed by Guardians of the Galaxy number 13. And tells us, hey, fellas, answering a question from last week, two weeks ago. Hey, fellas, totally male, but I guess it kind of does sound like a girl's name. From Scotland, Irish name. Thank you, Kieran. I hope we're pronouncing your name right. Uh, thank you for the comments. Yeah. J. Chris Wheeler, Wheeler Madness, picked up all new Ghost Rider on a whim and was very impressed. Got asked, though, is it a 68 Charger? Uh, uh, I think it is. If you, if you search me, man. Yeah, if you go to Lowrider Magazine, their website, uh, there's actually a, like a little feature on it, and they do call out the charger that it is. It's either 68 or 69, if that's a thing. Uh, but it's freaking awesome. Yeah, it's really cool. Love the Excalibur moment in Nightcrawler number one, complete with the cover in his room. Time to get the band back together. Yeah, that's his deal with uh, with Rachel Gray. That was a nice bit. Yeah. Arlen Silver. I miss Felipe Andrade's art in Captain Marvel's pages. 
Brownie face. Uh, well, you got David Lopez right now. Yeah. And Felipe Andrade is doing more stuff for us. Yeah. So you're going to get the best of both. Yeah. No worries. Yeah, no frowny faces. No frowny faces. Gay Comic Guy says, finish the first four issues of Miracle Man re-release. Wow, glad I had the chance to read this dark, haunting tale. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. It's pretty and good. It, 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 gets, it gets even crazier and cooler and yeah. weirder it's, as it goes on. Alan Wilson says, hey, fellas, really like what you guys are doing. Could you try and get some creators on the Point Five casts? Uh, Alan, if you're not already listening to our third podcast, which is This Week in Marvel Now, we actually interview comics creators every Wednesday, except this Wednesday, which we missed. But, uh, but yeah, but uh, yeah, every Wednesday we put out a podcast called This Week in Marvel Now. That's a separate feed, right? Separate feed, so you're not getting it on this one, but if you just search real quick, it should be on iTunes, should be everywhere you normally find it, you just gotta search separately. So This Week in Marvel Now, we talk to creators every week, so... There you go. There's a whole there's a whole bunch of them. Wham, bam, thank you, man. More on the way. Daniel Benjamin Shaw says, Screw you, Noah. Ruining my weekend plan to watch Captain America at the IMAX. This is, uh, is that the Russell Crowe movie? I, is that who's in it? I think so. Yeah. Russell, Russell Crowe of Lay, Lay Miserable theme? Fame? Uh, oh, the, the Miserables. The Miserables? Yeah. Los Miserables? Uh, Great just, tag team from the El Paso territory? Really? No. Oh. Like, great. You had me there. Mask uh, tag team themed after Les Mis. That'd be awesome. We gotta pay we gotta do it. <laughs> Chris Great. and Kaz could do this as like a side gimmick. All right. I'll tweet it to him after yeah, we get out of here. Let's make it happen. Uh, Haywood says, thank you for Agent 13 interview with Ellie, Ellie, Emily Van Camp. <laughs> you said then done. Ellie. Uh, another one says, last twim of the week was Captain America Winter Soldier. Uh, Winter Soldier was so nice, had to see it twice. Oh, so the movie was his twim of the week. That's, That's fair. Cool. I, like I like that. that. That's Bold neat. statement. Yeah. Jeremiah Lupo, yup, just bought Marvin Gaye's Trouble Man in iTunes. I was wondering who was going to say they bought that because yep. it's freaking great. Reading the Complete Shield by Serenko Collection, 60s Nick Fury is a badass and a real man's man. Yeah. yeah. You know, when men were men. Men were men. Ref Gamblin, Robert Nolan, question. I'm interested in collecting catching up on all the cinematic universe's tie-ins and adaptations. Are they all print or are some digitally only, such as Fury's Big Week? The latest issues have an official MCU tie-in stamp. Is this a way to make them stand out, or are these specifically the movie universe continuity issues? All right, so a bunch of things going on there. Yep. One, the ones with the stamp are considered MCU continuity. Some are inspired by. So there is a there is a difference. If it doesn't have the stamp on it, it is inspired by. If it has a stamp, that means more or less we're taking it into canon. Obviously, anything can change because we do what we want. But yeah, um, there are some digital ones. The Captain America one was digital. There was a Captain America one that was a prelude to the Winter Soldier, which was digital. Um, you know, maybe it's a good thing to do. Get an article of all the MCU books together. You know, print idea. digital. Well, uh, you know what, Robert? We'll take that to heart. We'll, we'll put it. a list together for you on Marvel.com in the next couple weeks. Bit late to the game, but loved this week in Marvel 125.5 with Peter Sanderson. Big place in my heart for the golden era. Thanks, guys. Well, we got good news for you, Robert. We just literally today booked Peter for a second, a follow-up podcast. We're going to talk about the 60s. He's coming in next week. And the 50s, I'm sure. And the 50s probably. We'll, we'll address that because we skipped over that. But, uh, yeah, he's coming back next week. That should hopefully be up in the next month or so. Uh, I know we had a great time when he came in the first time. So yeah, I am excited to talk to him again. Another question from Robert was Luna... Of the Inhumans, ever one of the kids in the Future Foundation, I always thought she'd fit in. Yes, she was. She was buddies with uh, Impossible Man's kid. They were they were the ones who hung out and watched like anime oh, cartoons. Oh yeah, they were and so stuff. sweet. They were adorable. Yeah, yeah. 
J. Chris Wheeler. Uh, Back again? What? Wow, uh, says, Marvel movies somehow keep getting better. Captain America and Winter Soldier was a great action superhero political drama. All right. Thank you. Timothy James Franco. James Franco's cousin? Yeah, I hope so. Nope. Uh, Cap Winter Soldier was awesome. Notice the nod to the Sorcerer Supreme. Mm, did you know? Spoiler, maybe? Uh, yeah. Hopefully that didn't spoil too many people. Sorry if it did. Mm. Um, he said, I also loved how Cap's Smithsonian exhibit was so similar to the Disneyland meet and greet area. Fun fact, they used the, the film's version of the Smithsonian as reference to creating no. what is shown at um, Disneyland Innovations. That's cool. I- Interventions. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's another great thing where we are, when we're doing our own things and we can really work closely with the teams, you know, making the comics, making these exhibits, making whatever, everything sort of works really well. That's why we love the Marvel Studios movies because they're us and we get to really make things as, uh, as cool as they can be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says, after Cap and S.H.I.E.L.D., we need Bob, agent of HYDRA, to show up in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. I don't think he'd be able to. Well, I don't think he was, he, he's a Deadpool guy. He's a Deadpool guy. Deadpool's Fox. So he would be in, you know, maybe if if they do a Deadpool movie, he would be De- Bob, agent of whatever thing that they make up Everything because they, they can't use HYDRA. But we could have, like, Bill, agent of HYDRA. Totally. It just couldn't be Bob. I mean, we could have a Bob, but it wouldn't be the yeah, same Bob. Yeah, it wouldn't be. We, it would, he wouldn't have his relationship with Deadpool, which is part of the... Yeah, and probably the, wouldn't have the same character. Right. As sort of, like, you know, guy who hides and almost yeah. gets killed. Yeah. But we got our we got our top guys on this. Yeah, we'll, we'll make it happen. <laughs> Simon Williams says, that was a nice Pulp Fiction reference in Winter Soldier. It took us a little while, but we figured it out. Yeah, I, I didn't notice it in the two times I watched the movie, but uh, I've been it's been explained to me, yes. and that is pretty great. Uh, he said, the post credit scene in Winter Soldier is certainly going to have people talking. I'm more excited for Age of Ultron now. Yeah, hell yeah. Always good. Um, that's going to be very cool. And he said, I can't decide my favorite scene in Winter Soldier, Cap versus Batroc, Cap versus Bucky, or Fury Car Chase. What do we think? Um, I, I'm gonna say like I'm. I feel like it's the least obvious answer, but I kind of had a soft spot for Cap versus Batroc, just because I think I have one moment in each movie where I'm like, I can't believe this is actually a movie. Like this is actually on screen. Yeah. And seeing Batroc, like when I saw that he had you know the color scheme and everything up there on the screen, I was like, oh my god, Batroc, Batroc is in a movie. Even though he wasn't very Batrocky, he was still yeah. awesome. I the when we saw it with uh, at the big Marvel screening and. Elizabeth was next to me, and we yeah. watched the uh, the Ultimate Spider-Man cartoon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I leaned over and go leap. Yeah, <laughs> in in the cartoons, yeah. he always goes leap. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, he didn't say that in the movie. No, he didn't say that at all. It's a little he disappointing. Was, he was a badass. Uh, for me, dang, I don't know. Uh, I think all the scenes with Anthony Mackie. Yeah, like he he stole the show for me. I loved everything about the movie. Yeah, but you uh, gotta pick one of these three though. Out of those three, mm-hmm. Fury Car Chase. Yeah, that was pretty great. Yeah, they're all good. Yeah. All right, you ready for a rant? Uh oh, a rant from Immortal Thor ninety nine, Chris Wan, about Avengers Alliance. The drop ratio in Avengers Alliance completely sucks. I'm supposed to collect five turkeys in Mission 4. This is the Volstag little side I quest. I haven't even tried yeah. that. I've just finished my fifth time through Mission 4 and only have two so far. I'm supposed to collect 100 tankards and have played through all six missions at least twice and don't have even 20 of the stupid thing. This needs to be fixed ASAP. Uh, it's a really hard little side mission, but it's also, you know, it's a little side mission. It's, it's Volstag. It'll be cool to get, but yeah, it's it's tough. We'll, uh, we'll maybe bring this up. But I don't know. It's 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 tough. I'm pretty much in the same boat where I'm trying to collect I, things. Uh, 
I've been so busy I haven't been playing as much, so yeah. I don't I'm not even gonna be able to try I football have, stick. I have not been playing as much, but when I do I'm kinda like bouncing between spec ops and doing this. Yeah, I'm so trying to get the spec op moving. Yeah, spec um, ops been great. It, it's super fun, but it's really like spec op. Just trying to find time. Yep. I remember you getting remember we were gone all last week. So we yeah. played it all last week. Yep. Um if you're enjoying Agents of Shield, you were love Secret Warriors from a few years great ago. Great call, That's Chris. Good point. Yeah. Very good. The other day, I came up behind my wife, put my arms around her, and lovingly whispered near Hail Hydra. Almost forgot, cut off one head, and a foot shall take its place. I don't think that's quite what they say, but you know, it's close. It's close. Also, good job on being super creepy yeah, to the seriously. woman who uh, wants yeah. to share her life with you. Yeah, you, you blew it. Yeah. Uh, Ali PCE Deadmeat says, read up on Scarlet Witch in preparation for Age of Ultron. Which family is Marvel's first family? Summers, Richards, or Lencher? Fantastic Four. Yeah, I mean, that's... The Richards is... Yeah. That's the deal, man. For sure. They have the nickname. Yep. Raph AB says, Can you confirm that Steve's list at the beginning of Captain America changes depending on the country? It does. I don't know... I don't know that every... You know, that there are 32 or 37, whatever many different yeah. lists there are. There are a number of different lists. Yeah. Um, and it was cool. A lot of the international versions... Uh, did a, like a little contest on their Facebook pages where they let the fans pick some of the moments that Cap writes down in his book, which was just awesome. Um, but yeah, there are different lists. He says, What's the deal? What's the deal with Crackshot, Jordan D. White appearing everywhere, and Colin Bunn, Deadpool versus Carnage? Well, you keep that up the whole That's time. That's my Jerry Seinfeld. Oh, I got it. And scene. Yeah. I don't know, man. Jordan's great. He's he's so he's so perfect for comics. Yeah, he's got the mustache got the and crazy the crazy glasses, the ukulele. And ukulele. I mean, yeah, he's a character. He was born to be a background character <laughs> or a lead. I don't know. Oh, poor boy. guy. Lost X Force. Now this. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Final of the week. Angie writes reserved. Apparently, uh, just wrote. To Marvel, to Chris Evans, hashtag this week in Marvel, hashtag Captain America, hashtag Winter Soldier. Yes! Captain America Winter Soldier. Yay! I heart Chris Evans. That's a perfect place to, to end. Wait, wait why are end. you ending? Because uh, flip to the next page. Oh, never mind. Yeah, flip to Keep the going. next Keep going. That would have been a great place to end. Squirrel Boy, number 28 point now. That's amazing. Dirty Last changed his name, so he's a point now. Ah, I love it. I love it. Wait, did you say one of the humans was called Lash? We'll, we'll pretend they are named after me, and we'll be picking it up. Uh, they're totally named after you. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And finally, for real, from Mello, who I don't think we've ever heard from before. Yeah, maybe. All I can think of when I go right now is On Your Left. From on Cat Your Left. From Soldier. Yeah. On Your Left. Yeah, that was pretty. I was, uh, I was running yesterday, as I was telling you, and I... Was really hoping someone was going to pass me and say on your left because I, yeah. you know, I leave my left open so someone can run by and it would have made me very happy. Do you do that just so people can whisper yeah. that to you? Well, also that's what you, you do. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. Anyway, that's guys, it. thank you for joining us. Uh, we're a little punch drunk here uh. on Friday afternoon. Uh, thank you for being dedicated listeners. Remember, and read Captain America Lives Again so we can talk about it next week. Use the hashtag TwimURC. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm excited to see what you guys think because I'm. I, I'm pretty sure most of you have never read it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's really it's it's like four short issues. You can yep. knock it out in in. Oh yeah. Um, one short read, and I think you'll dig it. I think I literally did half of it from when uh, the pilot said you have to turn your larger devices off now because we're landing to when we landed. I read two issues of it. Nice. Good job. Not to say it was a like super quick read. No, but it's more that they make you turn your devices off way too early. <laughs> yes. Uh, with that in mind, 
Safe flight. Yeah. <laughs> Travel safe. safe. Yeah, safe flight, guys. This is Marvel, your universe.